as we look at, at Psalm 91 here tonight, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust His his truth shall be thy shield and a buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walk, walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy, thy right hand, but it shall not, not come uh, nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast, thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways." They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest, they, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with a long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the good folks that came out this evening. Lord, we just ask you to be with us. Lord, we just ask you to meet with us as only you can. Lord, let your your word, have free course. Let your Holy Spirit take charge of the service, Lord. Just help me to teach what you'd have me teach. Help me to say what you'd have me say. Help us to be a, a help and encouragement to everybody here. Lord, we just ask you to, to be with us. Lift the burdens, meet the needs. Lord, as only you can, we thank you for this church and this pastor and uh, his family, Lord. And we just ask you to be with them. Be with those that have gone to the retreat and be with them in a, in a special way. Use the retreat to refire, refuel, and speak to their hearts. Lord, we just ask you to be with us here this evening. And Lord, we'll just give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You now, I was just going to read the first verse, which says... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But this psalm is <laughs> too good, if you will. It's like, like all the Bible. But as it, you know, it spells out all that and uh, hiding in God's secret place. You know, we need a secret place to hide in. We need a place to get alone with the Lord. I don't know about you, but it seems to me the whole world is full of noise. I mean, 
you know, the prince of the power of the air is having his dominion. Uh, you know, I know people that have the soap opera news on 24-7 and wonder why they're down, depressed, and defeated, you know. And they we're, were bombarded with the, the news of the day. We're bombarded with social media. We're bombarded with, you know, everything in between noise. I mean, you know, I've noticed I can't even pump gas at most stations without hearing racket coming over the loudspeaker. And if you'll excuse the expression, when you go shopping, some of the stores have music uh, playing in the stores. Now, most of what I've heard wants me to get out of the store, which I want to get out anyway, but, you know, instead of shopping. But, you know, it's, we're totally bombarded with all this racket and noise and talk and chatter and, you know, mumbling, grumbling of the world out there. But God wants us to have a place where we can turn all that off, get away from all that, and have a, a secret place with Him. That we would spend that time with Him because He wants to talk to us. How many times do we get too busy to talk to God? You say, well, all I can do is pray, but that's the most important thing that we can do. If we live this life as a Christian, we need that, that time alone with God. You know, our, someone said our, our prayer closets have become closed closets. <laughs> you know, where we used to pray in the closet, now it's full, overflowing, and all with things. But that don't mean we have to pray in the closet. It means that we have to have a place to have a prayer closet to get alone with God, to walk and talk with the Lord. If we're going to live this life, have a victorious Christian life, if we're going to abound as the Lord wants us to abound, we're going to have, have to have a closer walk with Him. Spend more time with the Lord. We talked this morning about the shepherd and being close to the shepherd. And that's what we need to do. We need to cling to the shepherd and spend more time with him, getting his help, his power, his guidance. And all we'll talk about here is as, as we go through this sermon, but it's that special time with the Lord. I mean, those of us who are parents or grandparents, we want to spend time with our, our children especially the grandchildren, you know. Grandchildren, they say, are a blessing. You know, the only perfect children are grandchildren. But that's because, you know, when we get tired of them, we can send them back to the parents. But, you know, but God, God is, is, he wants us to, to spend that time with him. You know, I, I'm challenged, you know, as, as every time that, that I spend time in prayer, I think about the, the old-time prayer warriors, you know, and even today's prayer warriors. I know I have a friend that's an evangelist that, that was a, a Methodist preacher, a circuit-riding preacher, over seven churches, and he wasn't even saved, you know. And he was having a breakdown, if you will. He went to a meeting where they had... Uh, uh, one of the, the Redskin players uh, preached at this meeting. He preached salvation, and 
And John got saved at that meeting. And now he's a Baptist ambassador, or evangelist. He's an ambassador for Christ. And he knows the power of God, and he's a prayer warrior. I mean, pastors have him come in the meeting just to pray for the meeting and all. And that's, you know, the power of prayer. We need the power of God if we're going to live this life victorious. If we're going to make it through this life, go through all the, the soap opera drama that's going on all around the country, around the world, and coming through the news, that we're going to need to hear from God, and God wants to hear from us. God wants to spend time with us. Think of a Sheffy that we took our name for the ministry from. He was known for his prayer time. I mean, he would go up on the mountain, he rode through, <laughs> rode a, a, a horse through the mountains of southern West Virginia and western Virginia, and all, you know, people say, well, circuit riders, where's your horse? You know, I praise the Lord, I don't have to ride a horse through these mountains and cover a whole lot more ground. My horse eats some expensive hay out there, getting more expensive all the time, but, you know, but we get around a lot quicker. But as he rode through those mountains, he would take time out to pray. He'd be up on the mountain top for two, three, four hours praying, just talking to God, seeking God's face. And when he'd come down, someone would be standing beside his horse a lot of times and want him to come home for a meal or go to a church to preach or, you know, have a, a, something for him to, to pray for. And he knew the power of God. The old-timers that, that built churches like this church knew the power of God. And we need that power of God more and more as we live in these last days. And God is the one who wants to spend time for us. You know, as the, you know it's a place where we uh, may claim the presence of God. I mean, God is always with us, but sometimes we lose the feeling of his presence. I mean, we get our eyes off of him, but he never gets his eyes off of us. And as we go through the trials and troubles of this old life, it's like, you know, during World War II, a three-year-old boy was awakened by a terrific noise caused by an air raid. His father quickly rushed into the room of his startled son. In the darkness, the child couldn't see his father, but he could feel his presence and hear his voice. He said, that's all right, Dad. You're here. I am not afraid, he said. You know, that's the way we should be with God, that we feel his presence as we walk this life as a Christian. That we you know, have God on us and with us every second of every day. We need God. We need his power. We need his help as we live this life as a Christian. Because that, that presence gives us assurance. Romans 8, 15, and 16 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, where, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. You know, we cry out, Abba, Father. Uh, you know, that's, you know, like, like saying Daddy. 
Dad, I need your help. Dad, I need your protection. Dad, I need your strength, your guidance. You know, and we have that privilege as children of God. And I'm glad that we can go boldly to the throne of grace. That we can seek the Lord, whatever that need may be, whatever that burden may be, whatever's happening in our life that we don't understand, that we can go to God. We know he's there, that he hears us, and he is able to meet that need, to lift that burden, to take care of us every step of the way. That's the great thing about God. He's the one who's there for us, you know. That's the great thing, you know, when I, I went through the cancer in 09. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for everybody that sent cards, visited, called, and all like that when I was in the hospital, but they couldn't be there 24-7. But the good thing, news was, God was there even when I woke up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning with, you know, pain or burden or whatever. God was there to feel his presence there. And I'm glad that God is with us every step of the way. God is always there. And I'm glad that we have that assurance that he is there. We can go to him. And, you know, he's, he's there for us 24-7. And no matter what's happening in this old world, no matter what's happening in our lives or our families or wherever, God is there with us every step of the way. He's the one who's in charge. And we have that assurance he's going to see us all the way home to heaven. You know, no matter what happens in this old world, we're, head, we're pilgrims passing through. We're, we're headed for home. And the Lord is the one who is able to get us home because he's the one who paid it all upon that cross of Calvary, shed his blood that our sins could be forgiven, that we could be born into the family of God. And I'm glad that that he's there for us. You know, God's presence dispels all fear. Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You know, so fear not. How many times in the Bible does God say, fear not? But we live in a world where fear is on every side. I mean, we're played by the, the media, even by the weatherman and the fear of storms and all, you know. I mean, God had to have a sense of humor when he uh, invented the weatherman, you know. Someone gets paid for being wrong all the time. But, you know, but they do the best they can. But I think more and more instruments and computers they have, the more confused they get. I think my grandfather could tell more with these aches and pains and bunions about the weather than they can with all their technology. But, you know, but you and that that fear, the media plays that fear, you know, what's going to happen next? Where's COVID going to hit next? Where's this fighting going to happen next? Who's going to attack who next? What's going to happen next? You know, and all in that fear, but God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, has it? That means the old devil gives it to us. So we have nothing to fear, but God is, is in control. He's the one who's there with us. 
that we can make it safely through because he helps us through. He's with us all the way, all the way home. <laughs> you know, if, if God's for us, who's against us? It doesn't matter who's against us. We have enemies, those who come against us, but God is greater than all. We serve a God who spoke and all creation came into existence. He's the one who keeps the, the planets and the stars and everything in perfect orbit. <laughs> you know, man sure can't do it. I'm glad he's not in charge. We can't ride up and down the road without bumping into one another. You know, but, but God is the one who's able. God is there for us. You know, his presence inspires hope. Psalm 1940. 9 says, Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. I'm glad that we have a solid hope. You know, the world hopes this will happen, hopes that'll happen, or whatever, but our hope is built upon the solid rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our hope is going to get us all the way home to heaven that we have that hope that we can trust in and know that it's going to come to pass. The Lord is the one who's there with us every step of the way, that he'll never lose sight of us. You know, Jesus said that, that his Father is able to keep, keep us all. You know, he hadn't lost any. I'm glad of that. He don't wonder where we're at. He knows where we're at. We might lose sight of him, but he never loses sight of us. That he's the one who's there for us. So that we can have that secret place where we get together, you know, whether it's in a room in, in the house, whether it's, you know, I like to, I have a field behind my house and a fence row goes back in where I can walk that fence row just, you know, talking to the Lord. Praying and talking to him and wait, waiting for him to, to talk to me. Hear that small, still voice, that voice of comfort, that voice of hope, that voice of cheer. I mean, trust in him. You know, I go back to that fence row and, and pray and talk to the Lord. And, you know, nobody's back there except for me and the Lord. Might be a few deer or turkeys or something like that, but they'll, they soon leave. Anybody hears me, it don't matter. They all know I'm crazy anyway. You know, like Oliver Green said, I might be a nut, but praise the Lord, I fell off the right tree. You know, but, you know, but the Lord, the Lord is, is the one who's with us every step of the way. It's a place, that secret place is a place where we may discern the purpose of God. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. In fact, God has a purpose for the whole world because Jesus paid that price upon the cross of Calvary that all could be saved. His purpose for the lost out there, his purpose for us before, before we received Jesus as our Savior was that we would be saved. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to convict us of our sin, that we need a Savior, that we need, that the Lord is the one who paid the price for our sin, that we could be born into the family of God. We can reach out, take that free gift of salvation. 
Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. He's still saving souls. He's still working on hearts. You know, he, he's still working in this world. I mean, you know, people don't want to hear it. It seems that way. But that's what they need to hear. Because the Lord is the answer. Washington's not the answer. Annapolis is not the answer. You know, but the Lord is the answer. And I'm glad that he has all the answers. It's a perfect answer. And he's got it all worked out. God has a purpose for the saved. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, is not, uh, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God has a purpose for each and every one of us that we, we walk you know, in the paths of the Lord. We walk according to the word of God and to the God of the word. That we walk that straight and narrow path, as they call it, you know, and trusting in the Lord, that, that righteous path, you know, that the Lord would use each and every one of us. He has a purpose for each and every one of us that we would be a, a witness to a lost and dying world out there. But, you know, God, God wants to use each and every one of us. And I'm glad that he, he will if we're faithful to him, praying here again for his power, his strength, and his help as we live this life as a Christian, that we would be a witness for him, that we would live for him, that we would serve him. You know, the, the Lord is the one who's there for us. And I'm glad that he's got a purpose for each and every one of us. You know, he wants to use each and every one of us. I mean, if he can use me, he can use anybody. But that, that's, you know, it's not just uh, the talented, not the, the rich, the famous, the elite. God uses the foolish things of this old world to confound the wise, you know, and that's, that's how God, God likes to work. Because then we have to give the glory to him. Because he's the one who deserves all the glory. He's the one who's there for us. And I'm glad that we can trust in him. He's the one who will see us victoriously through. So the Lord has a purpose. God has a purpose for the church. Matthew 28, 19, 20, says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. You know, that we would spread the gospel. Now, you know, that's a command to the church, not to the church building. The building isn't the church. When Jesus comes back, he won't take the building home to heaven. He's taking us home as born-again believers to heaven. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God is, is, is the one who gives that commission to each and every one of us that we would be a witness for the Lord. We have that privilege 
of telling the old, old story that never grows old. We have the privilege of telling others how the Lord has saved us, how he's changed our lives and working in our lives. You know, the world <laughs> might scratch its head, might wonder what's going on, may not understand it, but we're to be witnesses for the Lord. You realize that you and I are the only picture a lost and dying world is going to see of Christ. What kind of a picture are we painting? You know, I hope it's a good picture. We've seen enough flash in the pans, you know, the ones hot today, gone tomorrow. I, I found out that, or, you know, I found out after I got saved, working there at Grove, that, you know, the, they made fun of you for being a Christian, wondered how long it was going to last, and all like that. But what let one of them have a problem, and who did they come to to pray for them? It's not the flash in the pan. It's not the one that's hot today, gone tomorrow. It's that Christian that stood in there day after day and, you know, and continued on for the Lord because they knew that Christian could get a hold of God. And that was a, a way of witnessing to, to a lot of people. And God is the one who's there for us. God is the one who's there to help. That's why we should live a wholly separated life different than the world around us. Hey, for like the world around us, what good are we? The Bible says salt that's lost its saltiness is good for nothing. You know, we're to be salt. We're to be light. Let Christ's light shine through us as we live this life as a Christian. That's why there should be a difference. And I'm glad that Christ is the one who makes a difference, who's there with us every step of the way. You know, the Lord is the one who's there. You know, that secret place is a place where we can enjoy the protection of God. If anything, we need God's protection today. You know, the old devil, the old world, the old flesh is, is attacking on every side and all. But I'm glad to say, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world that we serve a risen Savior. He's alive and well today. He has all power today. He's the one who's there for us. We have a protection from those powers within. Mark 7, 23 said, All these evil things come from within and defile a man. You know, our greatest enemy, I look at my greatest enemy in the mirror every morning, me, this old flesh. You know, it wants to do its thing. But God said to do his thing. God said to go his way. Because he knows what's best for us. And, you know, as the soul flesh fails, you know, cries out every day. I wake up with old Arthur hitting in a new spot every morning. You know, just take this old, the Bible says all creation is, cries out and groans for the coming of the Lord. For redemption. This old body is crying out for redemption. One day soon there'll be a brand new body. No more aches, no more pain, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more doctor's appointments. Praise the Lord for what we have in store ahead for us in heaven. But 
The Lord is the one. We wake up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, what would you have me do? Open the doors you would have me go through. I need your power, your strength, your help to make it through this day. And God will guide us and help us to avoid those temptations that, that enter our way, that, you know, that, that hits. We have protections from those powers without. You know, John uh, 10, 28, 29 says, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. We have the power of God when, you know, when the uh, apostles were attacked. You know, just think of, uh, of Paul, how, how much God used him. But, you know, one thing about Paul, when he walked into town, there was either a riot or a revolt, or a riot or a revival, I should say, a riot or a revival, and usually a whole lot of both. Paul didn't check out the, the local Holiday Inn in town. He checked out the jail because he figured that's where he was going to spend the night. But, you know, but he was willing to do all that for the cause of Christ. And he suffered just for preaching the gospel message. And, you know, you go down through church history. And then many have, have suffered for that. But they were willing to go, uh, go through because it's worth it all when we see Jesus face to face. It'll be worth it all. He's the one who's there. We have protection from those powers beneath. Romans 8:38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's quite a list of things, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. Aren't you glad God loves us no matter what? He knows Lynn Munson, yet he loves me. You never get over that fact, and you put your name in there. He knows our weakness. He knows our frailties. He knows all about us, and yet he loves us and cared for us. In fact, Jesus died for us while we were yet enemies, while we were alienated from God. He didn't die because mankind was so good. He died because mankind was so bad, you know, that he, he was willing to die, suffer all that he suffered, shed his blood that our sins could be forgiven, that we could be born into the family of God. Ah, how much he loves us and cares for us, that he's willing to to reach out to me, you know, someone you couldn't talk to about religion, but he got through this hard head and hard heart of mine, and I'm, I'm thankful that he sent a soul winner to my door and told me how to be saved, and God used that. And that, that's, that, you know, we're out there, whether knocking on doors, driving a bus, witnessing to a family, however, just sowing that gospel seed. Just sowing that seed, you'll never know how that's going to work. <laughs> you know, it'll be exciting when we get to heaven just to see how many, maybe we've laid a track on a, a restaurant table or in a, put it in a door or something, something like that that, 
you know, we have no idea if that track was red and somebody saw it or whatever, but one day maybe meet a person in heaven says that you put that gospel track in my door. You give me the gospel through whatever way. You witness to me, you know, and God, God's the one who gives the increase, isn't he? God's the one who works, and I'm glad that he's still working. I'm glad that he's there for us. No matter how the old devil, the old world, or the old flesh attack, God is for us, and God is going to see us through all the way home to heaven. Hey, we're still all down here because God has a purpose for each and every one of us. I'm glad that he, he, has a, he has a purpose for us and that we can trust in him. You know, he's not finished with any of us. The old saying, be patient with me. God's still working on me. Well, he's working on all of us. He wants us all to, to have a closer walk with him, to spend more time with him, and to uh, spend more time in prayer, spend more time serving him, living for him. That we should have that time uh, 24-7. You know, that because the Lord's in charge of each and every one of us' lives. God loves us and salvation's free. But I'm glad that the Lord is there with us every step of the way. But he paid that price upon the cross of Calvary. That we can enjoy this life as a Christian. Hey, it's a privilege serving the Lord. We get to serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We get to, to live for him, have fellowship and a relationship with him. You know, and that and walk and talk with him, and he walks and talks with us. The creator of the universe has time for each and every one of us. You know, we're so important. He knows the hairs, that has the hairs on our head number. You know, I used to think as I got older, that he has an easier job. But I think he, he knows the hairs I lost in the sink this morning. And, you know, all my, all my hair is, had come back since probably 2010. I didn't, when I went through cancer, I lost every hair that I had. So I'm just excited into heaven to see how he's going to work out a head of hair with the hair that I had and the hair that I have now. It'd be interesting, but he's got it all worked out. And I'm glad he's the one who's in charge. I'm glad that he's the one that we can trust in, that we should want to spend that time with him in that secret place with him, in reading the Word of God, meditating upon the Word of God, and in prayer and just walking and talking with the Lord. And just praising him and thanking him for all that he's done for each and every one of us. The old Irish preacher, they said every, Billy Bray said every time he took a step, he said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. How much better off would we be if we were like that? He said, praise the Lord for each and every step we take. Great Irish potato famine was going on. Billy Bray was digging his potatoes, and his potatoes were no bigger than peas. The old devil come for him and said, Aha! said, Does you a lot of good to, to serve the Lord, doesn't Billy Bray turned turn and said, Old devil, if I was serving you, I wouldn't have any potatoes at all. That's the way it is. The old devil paints up 
sin, mighty pretty, but there's a terrible price to pay for it. The best way that we can walk is walk the way the Lord would have us to walk. You know, there was a missionary, Harold Morris, who was a missionary to China. He was engaged in a speaking tour in the, in the United States when the, the communists took over China. You know, upon hearing the saddening news, many suggested that he remain in the United States. The veteran missionary stood before a large crowd in Little Rock, Arkansas, and humbly said, I must go back. I would be much more safe under the bombs of the communists while in God's will than I would be here in America out of God's will. He had found God's secret place. He knew where God would have him to be. And that's the way we all need to be hiding in that secret place under the wing of the Almighty, under his shadow. He's the one who protects us. He's the one who helps us. And I'm glad that he's the one who meets for us, meets with us, and he is there for us every step of the way. So how's he speaking to your heart here tonight? Let's bow our heads and our hearts in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for each and every person that came out here tonight. Lord, we just ask you to, to be with us here tonight. 